morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning, 7.31 a.m. family. Welcome back to another episode of 7.31 a.m. It is Friday, April 28th. TGIF to everyone out there listening right now. Hey, my guy Charlie's here. You know what we got to talk about? We got to talk about some dope anniversaries, right? Yeah, I mean, we have to talk about one that we, we already in the pre in the prep. We're already kind of riffing on it. Um, but on this day in 2016, Drake put out Views. And we were talking about it, in my opinion, one of the most, if not the, no, not the most, sorry. One of the most mid-Drake albums, Elton. I'm curious for your thoughts. Yeah, at the time, I remember for like three days straight, everyone in my neighborhood would just drive past and just blast pop style, control, and one dance. A month later, crickets and tumbleweed. Not a very, like, effective album as far as, like, sticking and landing and staying along past past its, you know, launch date. Yeah, it's true. But something that we were talking about earlier that I think is so funny is, like, the thing about this guy, Drake, is even his most mid-albums, like Views, One Dance was on that album. Do you know what I mean? Like, even his most mid-albums have these eternal, all-time greatest bangers on them. I think Views, I looked before we were doing this, I think Views is like 82 minutes long, which is just so too long. Insanity. And it's crazy when you look at the track list, it has a song with Rihanna that no one remembers. A kind of semi-rememberable song with Future. But then, of course, you look, bonus track, Hotline Bling. Right. <laughs> that should have been right, the main yeah, See, track. that's the thing. Again, it's like <laughs> I'm kind of ragging on Drake for Views, but you're telling me Hotline Bling is on Views? It's like this dude, he obviously some other projects this is not true about, but like Drake will put out the most mid album of all time with like 31 songs on it that we forget about. But three of them are like all time greatest hits. Three of them are like bangers. Exactly. Hey, speaking of, you know, music, let's segue. Future, by the time you're listening to this, his new album, I Never Liked You, will be out. Hopefully this one is a banger. I mean, the features look dope. I Never Liked You in the album cover, though, with the, you know, the thing over his eyes. It's just, oh, it's vibes. I Never Liked You. I Don't Want to Hear You. Leave Me Alone. I'm sleeping right now. I'm in my own world. Future, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm excited to listen uh, throughout the day today. Um, Elton, with that, CinemaCon's still going on. I feel like we got some more news yesterday. What did we hear from CinemaCon yesterday? Entertainment. Yeah, so Mission Impossible 7 and its, and its sequel got, got a new tagline, actually. So, in my opinion, besides the Fast and Furious films, there's another blockbuster franchise that you always have to go to when you want to see some outlandish stunts. And that's the Mission Impossible franchise, which is one big screen series that lets Tom Cruise wild out whenever he feels like it and perform some of the craziest stunts I've ever seen on the big screen. So at CinemaCon earlier this week, we actually got an update about the next two Mission Impossible movies. And those updates come in the form of new subtitles. The new series entry that's dropping on July 14th, 2023 is now called Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. While the follow-up has been christened Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2. Now that one's set to release on June 28th, 2024. Oh, the wait. The wait is so painful, but I'm ready for these films to drop. You know, I'm, I'm patient. I'm patient. I need to see my man Ethan Hunt. Just, you know, come back in these new films, backflip off an airplane, land on a skyscraper, and slide down into another airplane for this next film. Just insanity on the big screen. Just wild stunts. I need more of those. Like, Charlie, you been checking for some of these movies, or be just like, eh, whatever? Well, I I mean, truth be told, I, I feel like me and both talked about it. We're try, I'm trying to be more truthful on the podcast. I'm never fronting and being like, I've seen that movie when I haven't. This is kind of, this is bad, but I've never seen a Mission Impossible <gasps> movie. I know. And I know I would love them. Like, I, I love, I love big budget action movies like i gotta watch him um but a question that i had that i feel like you would know the answer to is he still doing the stunts is my guy still doing the stunts 
Oh, Charlie. The last film, I believe he was on a cargo plane and it like went airborne. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you've seen the clip on Twitter where it's like it's legit him, not a body double. It's Tom Cruise doing this stunt. Like if if you want like Fast and Furious films with good storylines, watch these films. Okay, you're right. I got to tune in. Also, um, something that I saw, I'm, I'm blanking on the term for it. What's the term used for uh, not CGI, like real effects when they're actually like creating what the thing looks like? I forget, but Tom Cruise really uses that, right? Practical effects. Practical right, effects. Right, Bo? Yeah, okay, Bo is mouthing to me to the Zoom and I, I read his lips up. Yeah, it's crazy. I've seen some clips of the way that they do the practical effects for Mission Impossible that are crazy. That like they may, they're really creating the scenario, not just editing him into it. Let's talk about something like, you know, more sane that sports and NFTs. What you got, Charlie? NFTs. Yeah, I mean, honestly, this is kind of an insane one. I won't lie, though. This is a really crazy story. I um I feel bad I wasn't like keeping up with this that much into the run-up. Uh, this is about 1.37 p.m. And then when I spoke to the the the, the proper football team about it today, I was like, this is so sick. Um but so yesterday we held a space uh, announcing this. There's some articles on our website that cover it in more detail if you have any questions. But yesterday we announced that 1.37 p.m. Uh, is going to be the kit sponsor for a proper football team called Futera United. Futera United um, revealed yesterday during this space that 1.37 for our company will be the kit sponsor for their 2022 season. Futera, just so you know, Futera is one of the international leaders in sports cards. And then in the past few months, and we've got a lot of articles about this on site if you want to read up more. Um, but in the past few months, they have started up a Thailand-based proper football club um, that is integrating NFT technology in a lot of interesting ways to have like sort of a more immersive relationship with their fans, um, allowing the fans to make key decisions, including player selections, badge design, and more. Um, go to 137pm.com to read more details about how the partnership like actually takes place. But the big takeaways that are really cool is that we'll be... Uh, a key media distribution partner for the club as they're looking to sort of boost their global footprint. This is an era where a lot of like smaller club teams are starting to gain more international recognition with a lot of like American investors investing in smaller club teams internationally and things like that. So it's really exciting. And then the other part that just like for me as somebody who's worked at 137 for a long time that is so cool is that it's literally going to say 137 p.m. on their kits. Um, if you go to the site, you can look at it. It's like there it is. It's a it's a, a professional team kit and it says 137 p.m. across the chest. So I'm, I'm super excited to see some some footage of, of them out there and these down the line. Hopping over into the world of sports. Sports. Last night was actually kind of a big night uh, between the NBA and the NFL draft. There were a couple of elimination games um, in the NBA that both ended up with an elimination. So uh, the Sixers defeated the Raptors last night. That series went 4-2. And so the Sixers will move on into the Eastern Conference semifinals. And then the Phoenix Suns, who had a surprise return from Devin Booker last night. Devin Booker, I kind of thought that he was going to be off for a long time. I didn't realize that he was anticipated to return, but Devin Booker returned. He didn't have like an explosive night, but was exactly the player that they needed him to be to rely on him. Um, and the Suns beat the Pelicans in a pretty close game, uh, 4-2. And so now the Suns uh, will go on to face off against the other game that happened last night that ended way too late that I apologize we were not able to include in the episode, but the Mavs Jazz ended at like 2 a.m. last night, so we didn't include it in this episode. But go ahead and look it up now. Let me know who they're playing against. Um, and then the Sixers are going to face off against the Heat later this week, but it hasn't been decided exactly when those games are going to be yet. I don't think they've settled on the, the time of the first game. Um, and then also, just as we go into this weekend, remember that Bucks celtics the first game that we're going to get out of round two of the playoffs, begins on 
Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. And then additionally, last night was a big night because it was the NFL draft. Even though if you listen to this podcast, you know that I don't really care about the NFL and I'm not good at keeping up with it, but I did my best with this one. Um, I'll need somebody else on the podcast to tell me sort of the uh, the importance of some of these things. Um, but I'll just run through the list real quick of the first five picks. The first three, just because those are the most important. Then number four, number five were the Jets and the Giants. Um, and I know we have a lot of New York listeners, so I wanted to clue you in on that as well. Um, the number one pick... Okay, first of all, when I went into this, what is this term, edge rusher? That's not a term I was familiar with when I followed the NFL, so I had a hard time determining what positions these people played. But last night, at number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars selected the Georgia edge rusher Trayvon Walker with the number one pick. I believe he was expected to go number one. Number two, the Lions picked Aiden Hutchinson, a defensive end out of Michigan. At number three, the Texans picked Derek Stingley Jr. at cornerback. A lot of defensive positions, a lot of defensive pickups so far in the first few. Um, and then uh, number four was the New York Jets, who selected Ahmad Gardner at cornerback uh, out of Cincinnati. And then the Giants um, selected Kayvon Thibodeau, also an edge rusher, which somebody go in the Discord and tell me what that means, because I don't know what that means. That's not a term I was familiar with um, out of Oregon. So those are the first five picks of the NFL draft. Um, we'll, I'm sure, be covering the NFL more as we get into the preseason and the season. So stay tuned. All right, Elton, will you take us home? That's it for today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. For more details on these stories and a whole lot more, make sure you head to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all our social media platforms. Also, you gotta come to the Discord. We have some dope stages there. We talk about a million and one topics. Very healthy and very friendly community. We'll be back again tomorrow. And as always, remember to stay curious. Stay curious.